0: It has been some time since we found ourselves looking down onto the world of Hedria. Our two young adventurers stand in the face of an impossible horde, forging their heroism in the fires of their enemy's hatred. With the city gates at his back, Mok cries out for his companion to retreat behind the walls.
1: Sully, quick!
0: But Solomon Ortega is rooted in place, watching the celestial wings of a friend flicker into darkness.
2: I-I-I can't- I-I can't- C- Cifris!
0: Come with me now as we make our return to Link Strike. Yeah! yeah. The sound of metal grinding against metal tears through the air. Slowly, methodically, almost ritualistically, the dark swordsman draws his jagged, horrid blade from within the armored body of Cephas McNamara. All around him, the demonic horde looks on with an air of reverence. Slick with Asimar blood, the greatsword's tip is raised high into the air before being sheathed with the finality of wretched deeds. Hooking a hand beneath Seifers' pauldron, the swordsman turns and begins to drag the fallen general into the depths of writhing shadows. But just before the ranks close behind him, the swordsman pauses and turns his head to cast a glance back at you, Sully, his face masked behind the darkness of his helm. I'll be back
2: for you. Sully sees Seafrist's body lying on the ground and, and shaking. He grits his teeth and he rushes forward, raising racks to swing at the night. As you blitz
0: forward, you hear racks screaming in your ear, but in your rage, you take it as a sign of affirmation, not his desperate plea for you to return that he is making. But as you rush forward, the ranks of demons begin to close in around you the dark swordsman has been enveloped by the horde and you are running headlong into a gigantic oxbow
2: of a shape as it begins to close in around you sully i'm just going to i'm going to shout no get back here and i'm going to just swing at at the wall of the demons as as hard as i can give me an attack roll 16 with a 16,
0: you rush forward, you brandish racks and you swing, and you see one, two, three of these demons stack up along the blade of racks, being cleft in twain as you scatter their bodies across the, the battlefield, but the rest begin to plummet onto you. There are some spine devils coming from above, there are glaives being thrust into you as well, and you feel bits here and there making their way through the armor that you have so dutifully placed upon yourself you are being overrun you've lost sight of the dark swordsman he is gone into the shadows of the horde and you are and you are deep within its writhing mass i think i have something that can get me out of here mock is there anything you want to be doing you are currently standing in the barely cracked doorway of the gates
1: how far is Sully from me?
0: He's about fifty or sixty feet out from the gate, because you guys broke that first group that was right along the walls. Um, he's now uh, out some more, and remember, Cephas uh, rode out into the uh, attacking horde to try and get the rest of the scragglers in, um,
2: and then Sully chased in after him.
1: Do you want to be rescued, Sully? Uh,
2: Mock, you you see Sully disappear into the swarm of demons and a moment later you hear a, a shout that cracks and booms. Um, Sully in the midst of all the demons is, is crouched down and he's holding racks close to his chest as the demons are all around him scratching and clawing and shooting um, and, and Sully turns and between the legs of the demons. He just catches a glimpse of the ground beyond and he pulls that energy inside of him that is is tumultuous and churning and he cracks and he casts thunderstep uh, and he's, he's going to teleport out uh back towards the castle every creature within 10 feet of the space is gonna have to make a constitution saving throw uh if they feel they'll take some thunder damage uh it's it's really really loud i can teleport up to 90 feet
0: So we hear this bellow as Sully cries out, and as his voice echoes off the wall, the reverberation seems to grow and is then fired back at itself, as the sound seems to compress in momentarily and then ruptures out, as then Sully is just gone, and in his place is this sphere of concussive force, and we see... These demons being blown up into the air and out from this spot, cast against each other, scattered. And then Sully is there on one knee, clutching racks to his chest, blood streaking his gleaming armor as his head is bowed down in front of Mach.
2: I couldn't get there in time.
0: It's been two years since the death of Cephas McNamara. A memorial was held in his honor the day after his death. Queen Geshwind, a shrewd ruler, capitalized on the tragedy, delivering an appropriately somber speech filled with not-so-subtle calls to action. Upon leaving the podium, she summoned the two of you to her chambers for what equated to a field promotion. Since that day, the walls of Schildheim have fallen under siege 241 times. With the help of the various commanders of the army, the two of you have successfully rebuffed each and every re- assault. There are two days until the next attack. It's as peaceful of an afternoon as one could hope.
2: Where
1: do we find Mok Moksha and Solomon Ortega? Mok finds himself in the commanding room that he has spent a lot of his time since that incident, studying the different strategies and the different magics that help effectively control a battlefield. And minimize loss trying to break the cipher of the book that naeum left praying and hoping that it has some solution a way to stop all of this placing faith into something
0: it's been again two years and you have a variety of spells at your disposal and years of knowledge and still the book has eluded you you have uh, various uh, possibilities, uh, but there seems to be just like, you're just one step away, it feels like, from cracking this this cipher that uh, Naomi has developed for uh, this tome that you found in her room. There seem to be pages full of uh, inscriptions that, from your knowledge, look similar to spell transcriptions, but it's uh, hard to say what with the, uh, the cipher that she has created. Um, but there's also... Just the second half of this book is almost completely these grids. She's drawn these like three by three grids that are filled in with these different patterns. There seems to be solids, blanks, and hash marks, and they seem to be in different patterns. None of them repeating themselves. It's just hundreds of these over and over and over again, um, and it's, uh, she's been having a, some sort of puzzle maybe that she was trying to solve, maybe something she was trying to create. It's hard for you to determine um, as uh, you are still working on this, but you, uh, you feel that you are on the verge of, of cracking this. And as you are in this uh, commanding room, uh, poring over some of the strategies and the uh, various battle plans, um, you hear a, a rapid knocking on the door. Uh, That you recognize uh, belongs to uh, Commander Hashwald, who appears to have some sort of information is waiting outside for your signal.
1: I wave my hand and motion it as Hawthorne flies to the door handle and opens it.
0: Nice. I like it. Uh, Hawthorne flaps its wings and leaves a a slight fluttering of red-tipped feathers uh, in the room. And Few drift across the desk as it goes up and deftly works the handle, and the door swings open for you to see Commander Hashwald, who uh, you've been working closely with for some time. He is the uh, leader of the Intel Corps, uh, which is sort of the scouting regiment of uh, the Army of Solidest. And uh, he is a, uh, a middle aged uh, dark elf uh, man. And uh, he is always standing at rapt attention with a very straight back. but although he holds himself very rigidly, he himself is, is not. He's uh, always has very nicely pressed uh, uniform, but with a few extra flourishes of his own. He has a, a scarf that he enjoys coupling with it as well. And he strides on in. Uh, sir, is there uh, any progress that you've come
1: across lately? No, nothing nothing too revolutionary i do have to kind of pat myself on the back for that recent war strategy i came up with what did you think of it i mean preparing the spells beforehand and just activating them as soon as they get within the grounds i mean it's it's a fairly wide explosion but it's gonna hit something you know oh it was
0: it was quite ingenious sir i mean we can use our time of preparation and uh excellent stronghold to be able to set up a sort of fortification of spells out front and that uh honestly was brilliant so the uh arcanists here have not gone so far as to deal with that before because well he looks to his side for just a minute and leans out the door and closes the door behind him he's like i mean let's be honest most of them aren't suited for the front lines so uh most of them are a bit too scared i've seen quite a few mages uh soak their robes a few times as soon as these demons come flying it's uh it's good to get them out there ahead of time and put something up in in front
1: that was was good sir that's where i mean your crew has come into play being able to survey the landscape and reassure them that there's no one coming while they prepare everything
0: it's uh it's a level of ingenuity in which you're using our skills to the greatest disposal for schildheim and i very much appreciate your input sir um Ah, yes, but the uh, reason that I am here, uh, here is the most recent uh, scouting report, sir. And he hands you a a series of scrolls, um, which, uh, as you unroll, you can see are uh, attempted uh, topographical mappings of the regions around Graufeld. And they are cataloged per day, and you note that, as usual, they're all different.
1: Still a mystifying place, huh? And our arcanists haven't been able to crack any signature?
0: No, sir, it's uh rather strange. It's we you know, have a, a few within the, the Intel core who are a bit sensitive to the magics, but they are nowhere near your level for sure, and the uh, traces in the air are well the, the to be honest, it's the entirety of the air is as pregnant with magics as a cloud is before it rains it's it's hard to discern one one spell from another out there and to be honest it's uh, we've we've not even ever witnessed the change it's one minute it is as it is and then the next day it's different you know we've sat and watched and it just it's
1: like it changes as soon as you turn around mark has picked up a habit which would be recognized by now which is starts fiddling with the tip of his right ear as a pensive stance. What if the reason, and this is a little bit wild, but I feel like it's worth bringing up, what if the reason we're having such trouble is it's not here exactly? If the queen had the power to to move to reign or to just disappear the entire kingdom to a different realm, a different location... It it would stand to reason that when it came back, it would be different.
0: So you think the Empress has the kind of power to teleport her entire kingdom?
1: She has the power to command an onslaught every couple of days. I don't see why not. You raise a good point, sir.
3: Hmm.
1: How about next time we have the chance, let's let's try to put something that we would recognize, a landmark, and see if there's any trace in in which it shifted
0: interesting so so like a pile of stones see if they fall over gather moss etc
1: definitely and a landmark that maybe it moves two feet every four days or something might help us get a better insight as to any consistency in the shifting that might be occurring or any other abnormalities such as the one you mentioned yes
0: It's an excellent plan, so I'll make sure I inform the others, and we will uh, get started on that right away. Is there anything else you wish for in the
1: meantime? Do you have something for Hawthorne, being a good owl? Open that door.
0: Oh, my
1: goodness, Hawthorne. I cannot
0: believe I forgot myself. I was too excited about the information. He reaches into his pocket, and you can see him sorting through a series of treats that he has prepped for Hawthorne, and he... Uh, settles on a a fish-shaped cracker, and he hands it out to Hawthorne.
1: Hawthorne gleefully takes it and flies back to a very high wall perch that he's made himself within the commanding rooms.
0: Excellent. Well, now, uh, General, Hawthorne, I'll take my leave. I bow and see him off. Sully, where is it that we find you on this
2: Rather sunny afternoon. King Solomon has just ascended to (laughs) his.
1: He commands just.
0: (laughs) He just divided somebody in half.
2: He bows to the queen and, um, Solomon is, uh, he's, he's found himself following a a rather rigid regiment, uh, in in the, the last few years. Um, I think at this moment he is down at the training yards uh, working with new recruits for the army of Solodest, trying to get them ready for the war. As there is always an assault, there are new soldiers needed constantly to Solomon's great chagrin. Um, But he does his best to make sure that they are ready with what time he has.
0: In a steady trend... Uh, these are your worst recruits to date because those who are most capable already answered the call and so we have a rather ragtag bunch in front of you now you may or may not have learned some of their names as of yet um right now the the standouts are mostly determined by their various habits um there's one who claims on his paperwork to be at least 25, though he doesn't look a day over 17, and it seems like his nose has been running perpetually. Um, anytime that you're standing at attention, you can hear it <laughs> from behind you. And uh, you have a few that constantly salute with the wrong hands. You have those who uh, are always slouched. And then uh, you have one particular gentleman who never seems to remember to polish his armor.
2: I signal for the soldiers to stand at attention.
0: You hear a poorly timed series of snaps as everybody's uh, arms come to their sides at very different timings. And then about five seconds later, you hear a a shuffle and then a snap of somebody finally coming to attention as well.
2: Solomon begins to... Pace down the line uh he is keeping his eyes which he he now keeps revealed as the normal sort of black and blue demon uh glimmer um he he keeps those exposed he hasn't found much use of disguising himself lately um he has continued to uh keep his his face shaved and his hair is actually shorn cut into a military cut um His armor is polished and Rax is holstered at his back as he walks uh, down this line of recruits until he comes to the soldier who was last to salute.
0: His eyes are uh, attempted to be locked straight ahead, but you can see him like... I'm imagining you sort of walk up and are standing just off to the side of him and his eyes keep like flicking off to the side of you as he's like trying to look straight ahead.
2: Is this the one who is snuffling their nose yes percy yes sir are you ill no sir you sound ill you look ill your timing is poor what do you have to say for yourself
0: probably seasonal allergies or something sir
2: who else here he turns down the line Has seasonal allergies. Three more hands go up. You have three friends, Percy.
3: I'm not that acquainted,
2: sir. Well, you will be. By the end of your training, you will be the finest soldiers to stand on these walls. And by the gods, Solidus needs them. When I first left my town, Tindercher. You may have heard of it, may have not. I'm not sure if the scribes have been sharing the story. I was much like each of you. I was scared and I was frightened and I was unaccustomed to the power that I was going to gain. And through my adventures, my travels, I had to learn. I had to grow at great cost and I keep walking. I did not grow fast enough. I did not learn fast enough. And because of that, people died. My job, my mission, my purpose in life is to make sure that each of you learn and grow fast enough to ensure that none of you die on those walls. And I snap to attention and I turn to face the rest of the line. I will fail. I have failed before. Prove me wrong. And I walk off, allowing the uh, the team leaders to begin their drills
0: Mock, you step out of the commanding preparations room, and you uh, decide that it's time to get a little bit of fresh air. And you work your way down the steps, through the halls, down more steps, through more halls. As you work your way through the helmed citadel, you pass through the uh, very large uh, throne room, as it is not occupied right now, and you know it's the quickest way to where you want to go. And Sunlight streams in from the glass dome above, illuminating this large atrium of a space in the center of the building. And you make your way out to the main doors and out down the grand staircase, out to the parade grounds, as you see uh, gleaming in the sunlight. Solomon Ortega, as he makes his rounds, and you, with your keen elven hearing, overhear a a very intense speech. A rousing speech that he just delivered to some of the recruits. It's it's a series of words you've heard before but they still hold their conviction. And the two of you uh, catch each other's eyes as
2: you uh, see each other across the parade ground. General Maksha. Nice of you to stop by.
1: Am I like at a am I at a level field with him or am I like on a wall or something? You're up some steps, but not that many. You're like partway down the steps. Sully. Hoodnips and great work as always, I see.
2: Thank you. Any news from beyond the wall?
1: Well, nothing that we can't come to expect already. Another group of troops moving in here shortly are getting as much preparations as we can to help salvage some of the supplies that is just... And I whisper him with message as you know we're running pretty low on supplies and the attrition is getting more and more severe each time but no reason to scare the troops with such information and I end message
2: I turn on the stairs and look back out over the soldiers who are uh I assume training rather poorly uh with the sword and and shield or a spear and a bow um And Solomon says, uh, the attrition is not just our food. Unfortunately, we have lost too many.
1: And we're still no closer to coming up with a counterattack either. Troops keep finding changing landscapes and seems more and more ferocious hordes each time. Either that or we're getting weaker. And I hate to think both of those options.
2: As do I. We're in um, quite a situation, the two of us. How do we lead an entire kingdom to salvation? How do we keep an entire people safe?
1: It really was easier when it was just up to us, but now it's not. If there was a way to share this strength and give it to many, maybe revisit something that we've let lay dormant for too long. That's what I'm trying to find, a way to tap into The story of the Arcana and the gods, maybe there's clues there, but I feel like we're so sealed off to that now.
2: Well, we've been here two years, and I still feel like I'm only scratching the surface of their library, but maybe there's still time.
1: We're going to make the time, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Shall
2: we? And uh, Solomon will turn and continue walking.
1: I'll sit by and just watch the exercises for a good extended amount of time.
2: Solomon goes about his day. Mock, you sit there
0: on the steps for a while, and you see this new bunch of recruits um, flailing about with their practice weapons. You see uh, the one that you have heard uh, Sully yelling at on occasion, um, and if not Sully, the various other captains. Um, You've heard Percy's name shouted a few times, and You watch him manage to uh, break his own toe uh, with the wooden spear that was given to him. Um, And he is uh, hopping about uh, painfully. And then a uh, series of uh, clashes and clatterings of metal catch your attention. And off to the side, you turn and you can see that the Roaring Brigade is conducting exercises out on the parade grounds, which at this time... Sully, as you are making your rounds uh, throughout the various trainings, you see the uh, Roaring Brigade roll up and dismount their horses and suit up in their practice armor and start running through exercises. You see uh, Sergeant fricky Striker uh, putting them through the paces and she sees you out of the corner of her eye, mock, and uh, she gives you a... Uh, a, a nod in uh, a bit of a smile. And Sully, you pass by and she sees you and gives you a very tight lipped, curt nod and uh, starts to turn back to
2: the training exercises. I let out uh, an almost imperceptible sigh and continue walking. Sully, you walk
0: and you walk. You. Leave the training grounds, you get a bit lost in thought as you are thinking about the oncoming attacks and the dwindling of various supplies, be they sharp, be they food, be they people. And lost in thought, you just follow your feet where they take you, and before you know it, you wind up at the gates of the Grand Archive of Schildheim i walk in and still lost in thought as you pass into the cool stone entryway the shadow greets you and bathes you in nice comfortable still air as the area is lit by some flickering lamps and just a bit of sunlight streaming in through the windows but not so much as to damage the books um you hear a the the gentle thud of a large tome closing, and you hear a voice go, "Oh, so, uh, General, uh, Ortega, um, glad of you to stop by."
2: Archivist Joshua, nice to see you again. It is a
0: pleasure to see you as well. And uh, you turn and you see that uh, uh, Archivist Joshua has uh, closed his tome and is sort of half. Standing from his desk, seems to be unsure if he should stand at rapt attention, or he seems to be slipping into a bit of uh, familiarity with you as well. He is a uh, he's a he's a young human man, as well, and uh, he has a uh, a sort of a constant tussled shock of dark hair.
2: Yes, uh, I would like to continue with my research. If you could prepare a table. Uh, I would like to continue uh, looking at the maps that we have of the East, if that's possible. Um, Yes. Um, Actually, we've uh, gone ahead and
0: uh, set up a room for you. Uh, Oh. You've been coming with enough frequency, and given your status and the importance here within Soldest, it seemed only right to make sure you had access as much as you needed. Um, so if you will, uh, follow me, I will, uh, take you to your, uh, private, uh,
2: reading room. Yes. Um, uh, thank, thank you. And I extend a hand. He reaches out and, um,
0: you see him wince for a moment as you give a very strong, firm handshake. Oh, and, uh, <clears throat> uh, my, uh, my apologies. Oh, um, <laughs> I guess, uh, difference of, uh, life of turning pages instead of rending flesh
2: and metal and we can go to the room now we we can <clears throat> after uh, after you uh
0: after you oh right i, I don't, don't know where it is yep you're right you don't um yeah uh please uh, uh f- f- follow, f- follow me and he uh takes his tome up under his arm and uh brings a, a small candle with him as he leads the way uh, across the archives
2: uh, as he watches archivist Joshua go, Solomon wipes the stupid grin off his face and uh, resumes his, his well-trained now soldier's pose and uh, follows.
0: And now the only
2: sound in the library
0: is that of plate armor clanking together as you hear metal on stone from your uh, your heavy boots as you march your way through the, the library. And you can see the first few steps Joshua like seems to like uh, shy away at the sound as it's pretty much the only loud noise that ever makes its way into the archives. But he uh, steadies himself and and takes you to a a room in the back right corner of of the archives and he opens it up and he uses the uh, candle to light a a torch on the wall and a a small lamp that's sitting on the, the table as well. And you can see that uh, spread out are all of the maps
2: that you had previously checked out. Uh, thank you. I will get to work. Uh, let me know if anyone needs me for training.
0: <clears throat> I mean, I imagine you're needed quite frequently, given your status and the nature of your... Um, yes, um, sure. Is there, any, is there anything you need me for um sir
2: i'm yes i i'm sure i i do not right now i i mean um he 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 deflates a little bit you can help me you can you can help me um and solomon looks around the room um that that stack of books you can tell me what is in there i will get right to it
0: and he places down his candle and begins uh, rifling through the various tomes that
2: are there. And Solomon goes to the big old map of the world that he's been looking at and uh, pours himself into that work once more. Um, can you, um, as DM, can you tell me what Solomon has learned uh, in the last bit of research he's been doing, trying to figure out where Tenderture is? Sure thing. So I sent
0: a map to the two of you but as this is an audio medium it's hard for me to send that to the listeners through their ear holes can we put it on the uh, website yeah we can put it on the website um, and um what you have been able to do because you do still have your map of the northern sea that you purchased from lou the merchant lord i do believe uh back in the uh hag cave mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you're able to use that to sort of fill in some of the blanks. So there is a large map of the entirety of the known world, um, but there are parts that are missing and there are parts that are labeled as inaccurate um, because the understanding of the maps there of all the knowledge within uh, fell when Paragon fell. And so most of what was left was just a few things that could be salvaged, uh, depending on how damaged they were. And at the time, it was less important to pay attention for the group that later became Soledest to worry about a map of the world when they really only needed to know about the region, because Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what's 300 miles away when you're just trying to walk 10 miles that day.
2: Sort of like the burning of the Great Library at Alexandria. Yes, like all very this, much all so. this knowledge has been lost, and people are trying to piece together what remains. Exactly, that's the perfect analogy.
0: Um, as such, there is a rough outline of the eastern half. There's a much more solid understanding of the western half, which is where the kingdom of Solodest is. And uh, using uh, Fearhold as a marker, is that is the port city within Solodest, uh, you use Fearhold as that marker and can then. Uh, use your northern, the map of the Northern Sea to piece together some of the locations along what appears to be the coast of the eastern half. As uh, such, so you're able to apply some more detail to your own copy of a map to then flesh out that shoreline some. And uh, it also gives you a bit of a terrifying understanding of scale. This place is, This place is huge. When you place the Great Maze on the map and then you look across to where the icebound archipelago was, there is a sense of both panic and awe all at the same time.
2: Uh, So just, just looking at this thing for people who aren't going to our website, Dremetainc.com that's ink with a C. Um, it, it kinda, I don't know, Max, if you intended this, it kind of looks like a heart that is split in two down the middle by the great crevasse. Um, so we're in the left part, the western part of the heart, which is it looks like mostly plains with some northern mountains and Fearhold, that port city. Um, and then to the mm-hmm. south, mm, we don't know. That's the bad area. Um, and then on the other side, the, the eastern part of the heart is kind of unknown. Um, presumably that's where Tindertshire and Dalmorrow and Brackenshire uh, and all those places were that we don't know the location of because that's, that's the side where Paragon literally fell into the earth, breaking everything apart. That is correct. Okay.
0: The, the closest you can get to a bit of an understanding is there appears to be a drawing of some, what looks like marshes or swamp lands over on the far Eastern part of
2: the Eastern half. Got it. So, so further, further South and further East from the, the fjord is some sort of swamp land that's been identified, but we don't know what it's called. We just know that that area is that. And thinking back to your travels, Sully, there is a
0: bit of hope um, as you do remember that as you left Brackenshire and moved north, you did move into some swamplands, whether it's the same
2: or whether it's not. It's the only lead you have. Uh, I'll lift my head and say, um, "Archivist Joshua." Yes. Do you mind if I make a if I if I make a note? Oh no! So we have uh, we have many copies. Please, Excellent. Uh, this one is uh, your personal one. And I'll pick up a quill and dab it into the ink and uh, scrawl because I don't. I think we established that Solomon's handwriting is poor. Um, as he is with all all sorts of physical arts Um, he he scratches down uh brackenshire question mark next to that swampland the south of those mountains on the east side of the world
0: and uh yeah and then the other main thing is just the uh grassy plain land which you know is largely wasteland because of all of the wars waged mm. where uh Schildheim and graufeld are in relatively close
2: close proximity got it okay i see that so essentially i've got a, a larger understanding of the scale of things and i can kind of piece together where we've been but i there hasn't really been other signs of Um, the gods like these these places of crystal and blood that we found throughout our adventures so far can't really pinpoint where the next one might be and there's nothing really giving any sort of uh, direction to tenderture save that it's it's on the east half of the world all right
0: you have some locations that you can eliminate from where you would expect it to be based on what you knew growing up um but uh you mentioning uh, wondering about the uh, places of blood and crystal, etc., and the gods. Uh, through some of your other readings, you have come across more information uh, about the gods. Uh, you know that they uh, were, as a group, referred to as the Denery, and uh, as such, there were known to be uh, ten. Of these individuals, um, oh, whether or not they were defined as individuals or not.
2: Do they have a? If they know that there are ten, do they know what the ten are? They do. Uh, that is something that remained
0: in the oral tradition. We, of course, have Edelstahl the champion. We have uh, Torque the craftsman, Isamir the teacher, and then we have a group referred to as the triplets. We have Frelia. The Nurturer. Then there's a pair referred to as The Lovers. And then finally,
2: The Minstrel. And Sully thinks again about how he hasn't really played Rax very much. And he knows he should, but he just doesn't seem to have the time.
0: As a point of order, how has Sully's relationship with Rax been as of late? Do you guys talk much?
2: Hmm. I think that the conversations that they have had, because I mean, Sully understands that Rax is a sentient weapon. Like Rax is giving all signs of having a, a whole complex inner life, opportunities for growth and all that. So Sully wouldn't completely derive Rax of his only form of conversation, but I feel like it's rough. Um Solomon, I don't think has gotten quite over the and Blames himself, and in part, maybe Rax is blaming him too. Um, it's I, I feel like it's complicated, and I feel like they haven't really processed it. So they talk, and they converse, but there's that elephant in the room, which is what happened. They're
0: always talking around it. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Excellent. And... Sully, so you spend the next chunk of time, well into the evening, with your head buried into the books and maps in front of you. Well, hi everybody! It's good to be back. I've got the uh the DM screen set up here in front of me, and we are back in Link Strike. It's been some time. How are you guys doing? I'm uh,
1: doing all I, right. I'm Trying to I'm shift out okay. of there. Kane headspace, trying Get to shift out to of the
2: omniscient narrator headspace and funnel all of my omnipotent power into the soul and being of Solomon Ortega. What a power trip, though, right? For like, for a time, I was as like a god. <laughs> now you are but unto a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's it's actually a lot of fun being back. I, I've been thinking about what's been going on with solomon this this whole time we were recording in the shade of the sun and uh returning uh it was a little a little anxious at the beginning but i it feels like putting on you know, an old coat after a long summer which is an analogy that i'm going to stick to
3: <laughs> i was <laughs> like I was, wait i was racking my brain there
0: for a second. <laughs>
2: garment fans are loving this garment fans <laughs> Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I definitely felt some pressure coming back into the DM seat again, but it feels good. It feels very good. I'm like, I need to prepare all of these things, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, wait a minute. I've been living in this world alone in my brain for a long time, so I kind of know the things that are happening. All I know is that I'm just like looking ahead and then like, it's wild. I had this experience as I'm like uh, preparing some things for the future, thinking about story arcs, et cetera, possibilities. Uh, maybe historical aspects and it's like you know you would think I wasn't the person making this right because I'm like sitting here being like oh and then well maybe so-and-so actually has this and then when I like I'm not like dictating it like oh it makes sense that because of this he has this instead I'm just like whoa no way he has that that's crazy it's like it's being revealed to me as I'm watching it which is really wild
2: yeah yeah it's wild (laughs) that or i'm just insane well max thank you for letting eric and i into your head you guys are welcome to come and stay as long
0: as
1: you want
2: you got any uh
1: quick tmis for us
2: i'm happy to be back i am happy to be back
1: i don't think i have anything that i can come up with that's compelling entertaining not to even,
0: listen to not even something as nice as i'm happy to be back wow cool thanks eric he that's must not stupid. be
2: happy to be back that's I the can't only steal
0: logical TMI.
1: that's like plagiarism mm.
0: <laughs> you could say you're pleased to be back glad you'd find some sort of synonym but it's fine eric it's fine you know what solace so and returning wrapping the break we're I'm, done i'm happy
1: i'm happy we're to done. be eric because that's my name it's not back <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: well, everybody, we will see you again in two weeks as we move further into the fourth book of Link Strike.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how after I the first it, noise you made, you wanted to
1: not laugh and you kept trying to make sounds <laughs> to cover it up, but then it just kept cracking through.
0: Oh, it's going to be back. Oh my goodness. So in the two years that have passed since Cephrus's death, the two of you have put in a lot of time out on the walls up against the Horde of the Empress, and as such, in those two years, you guys have leveled up, let me check my notes, two times, bringing you up to level 12. Uh, before we get back into things, why don't you give us a quick uh, overview of what we're looking at with these uh, level ups for Mock and Sully. Any
1: preference
0: who goes first? Go alphabetically. Let's start with you, Mark.
1: Last names, you mean? Alphabetically last names?
2: You're still first. Womp womp. And let's go inverse in order of preparedness. What about middle names,
1: actually? You know, people rarely pay attention to middle names. How about we get that Solomon Solomon, Solomon Solomon Zandar oh, Ortega? <laughs> oh, I'm Zenith, so... I mean, it works.
2: I mean, I'll go first, Eric, if you don't want Eric, to. Do st-
1: <laughs> Eric, Eric, do you still, after all these years,
0: <laughs> these episodes, <laughs> ever since the first words out of your mouth on the episode, do you still <laughs> need time to finish your character sheet?
1: No, I have everything written down to perfect. All right, tall, so Solomon go Ortega go into it right now. has uh, all right.
2: a boost to...
1: All right, so my- <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry max you're gonna have to edit this uh all right so Mark has gained a few things every two levels of course is going to be a pretty big bump from the wizard class the most notable is going to be a sixth level spell slot meaning i gain access to some of those tips and tricks and as my api i've also chosen to increase my intelligence given the recent access to a lot of spells Moving forward, we're going to see a lot more creative uses of the spells, some much more advanced level casting, and with access to such great magics and history, a much more mage-heavy mock than we've seen before. On the monk side, we're going to be adding a... Let me get the actual name, since... I know what the spell is, but I don't know what the monk thing is called on the monk side we're going to get tranquility which just allows me to have a sanctuary spell always up after a long rest which means that i'm just harder to hit things have to pass a wisdom save if i have token no hostile action which is going to put sully in a little bit of the the firing line there Mm -hmm. and sully
2: will be ready for it i mean general Uh, Ortega will be ready for it due to his increase in health, as expected. Um, He's also got a cool new uh, warlock ability called Mystic Arcanum, which is a new uh, six-level spell. I've also looked a bit more closely at how warlock versus bard spells work, and we'll be changing that uh, to fit Solomon's increased understanding of how to wield his powers that Rax gives him. Um, basically, the Bard spells are more numerous and more flexible. He's, he's got more of them to throw around, but they only come by once a day. Where the Warlock spells, he only gets to use a few of those at a time um, because they're all super powerful, uh, and he gets those back just by taking a short rest. So we'll see a, a bit of interplay with that in that Mystic Arcanum 6-level spell coming in. Um, and we've also got a new uh, Warlock Eldritch Invocation, which we'll add, that's like the devil's sight thing, making his eyes go weird so he can see in the dark. Mask of Many Faces, which gives him Disguised Self. Uh, Whispers of the Grave, which he's used before now, that lets him talk to the dead and ask them questions. And you know what, a few more, there's like six total, but we'll just have those play as they pop up, um, because they're really cool. Um, For Bard, not really much happens from 11 to 12. He gets some API, so his ability and charisma has increased, giving him plus five. His charisma has maxed out at 20, um, which I think is going to show that he's he's both more um, aware of himself and the way he's perceived by others, um, but also he's growing more intimidating since that is also in control of, of charisma. Um, that's what I got. New spells, new abilities. Solomon's going to hit hard and he's going to try and uh, be as creative as he possibly can to try and keep everyone around him alive forever. We'll see how it goes. That's a little scary now that
0: you've picked up some abilities that
2: borderline on necromancy. I think it'll be... It, the, the thing is, it's harder to keep them alive, but once they're dead, that might not be the worst thing. <laughs> hey, a necromancer is just a
1: really late cleric, right? <laughs> <laughs> You look at these useless troops in front of you. You know the stat block for a ghoul is higher than this character. <laughs> hmm.
2: I could I could use my attack to kill you with a backhand and then use my bonus to bring you back from the dead, so you will help me fight this army. How's that sound to you? <laughs> <laughs> Percy <laughs> Well, no, get per- rid of Percy my seasonal is a, allergies? Percy is a, a sweet child and I will protect him to the end of the earth. But when I'm not there, he needs to be able to protect himself. We return now to the parade grounds as Mock is watching
0: the new recruits flailing about in uh, attempts to follow the drills laid before them. Um, and after a, a few minutes, I imagine Mock is probably chuckling under his breath a little bit as he uh watches what appears to be a bunch of drunken toddlers trying to hit each other Uh, eventually one of the uh corporals who uh, uh run the training exercises uh ducks away from the trainees and uh jogs up to you and gives a quick bow um sir uh uh, if, if i may be so bold we do have a group of new recruits here with us um they are learning um sir i'm gonna be honest they're a bit directionless and i do not know if they can pick any of this up we were hoping that perhaps if uh, you had a moment maybe having a uh, a discussion from one of the great heroes could possibly put some fire into them Um, right now they're largely concerned about dying do do you think you could spare a few minutes I don't want to take away from any of your uh,
1: busy schedule sir but I'm sitting with one knee tucked close to my chest and I hop off certainly and I dust off a little move towards the recruits uh how much longer were you thinking of keeping them here I mean the sun's still up for a while sir okay this might be a little unorthodox but bear with me
0: they are all yours sir and he steps back and uh uses this opportunity to go take a quick break get a drink of water etc
1: i will be standing a little bit far from the training group and dancing and moving around in a fluid motion Using the tip of my foot, will start just drawing patterns on the ground. And I keep this up until I notice I may or may not have caught the attention of a few of them.
0: Oh, yeah. They are very easily distracted. And you can see uh, a few of them have, have stopped and turned to look at you you see uh, the one called Percy turn his head, and then you hear a sharp crack as the other person was still focused on the exercise and has uh, knocked him upside the head. Uh, but uh, they both turn, and uh, now the whole group is, is, is paying attention to you at this point.
1: Without really looking up much from drawing careful lines on the ground, I raise my voice a little with the intent of making myself heard. Well, now, as we know, General Sully doesn't have the best handwriting and I finish my movements and with the skill of my calligraphy just done a beautiful tapestry of text on the ground as I've moved around. There are different strengths, there are different ways to write and there are different ways to fight. Similarly there's different things to fight for. Now I would be ignorant to ignore the the grim reality of the darkness that's encroaching and the very real weight of the situation. But if the only reason you're fighting is to not die, then this trajectory cannot be changed. You have to remember that you also have to fight for what comes after. What are the things that you enjoy, that you fight to continue to enjoy? And when you focus so much on one way, you won't always get the same results. So, let's take a quick break, everyone. Follow me.
0: And uh, without any hesitation, they all just drop their implements and start to follow after you. They are enraptured.
1: So, this is something, admittedly, that I learned for myself, since it was not the main coursework my father would give me. And I dabbled with it, and it actually influenced some of the blade song that some of you might've seen me do. I won't say that you're going to achieve such a technique in a matter of days, but if swinging a sword with great might is not your strength, maybe this will be. Has anyone here heard of the drunken fist style of fighting? Um, you see a, uh, a young woman
0: uh, in the back uh, raise her hand. Um, I, I've um, seen it done on stage before in a play. She just looks like she wants to be involved. She doesn't really have anything else to contribute.
1: (laughs) Right. The style focuses less on how hard to hit and more on where to hit and when to hit. When you're in the flow of battle, landing the perfect strike can do more damage than a wrathful one. So this fighting style is focused on lowering your inhibitions and entering a state of combat flow. And I'm going to help with that transition. And I stop my step in front of, quick, some bar names. Some bar names? Yeah. Like places to, you can, you, Tabitha's
2: tap room, the drunken willow.
1: Uh, what's the queen's name again Gashwind might be sacrilegious to make a joke on the queen's name <laughs> um Shield Heineken <laughs> honestly honestly Shield Heineken oh man
2: this is how we get our sponsorship right
1: uh huh <laughs> are we like could you do that as a name or is it too similar in semblance <laughs> I mean, it's well, it's
2: S.H.I.E.L.D. Similar. it's S.H.I.E.L.D. Heimekin. Shield
1: <laughs> totally Sh- different. S.H.I.E.L.D. Heimekin. The tap room. You, you hear a... Sir, what, why? We're on duty, aren't we? Yeah. Under my watch. And I look over to the tap room. I'm watching it. <laughs> You hear a, a muttering like, oh man,
2: this is
3: great. I didn't think we'd be able to do this the job. The guard's not so bad.
1: Never thought of it like that before. <laughs> but remember, like all things, moderation. If one of you get sick, I'll get Solly back here. Make sure that he deals with that. <laughs> you ass. You see- ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You see, like, sort of a deathly pallor fall over the crowd. <laughs> I had two beers. <laughs> it's a, <good laughs> it's a, a fucking cherry. They they all nod furiously
1: at you. And after a few hours, we we'll go back to the training guards and continue our exercises. You see uh, uh the, the young woman's hand go up again.
0: Um, We don't have any money on us. We have to leave our things at the barracks.
1: Oh, no, no issue. I'll cover everything. Don't worry.
0: All their eyes go wide and they start to storm into the bar. And there's a, a, a cry that goes up about uh, free drinks on the general. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and Now we're going to do a hard cut over to uh, Sully in the quiet uh, study room as the sun is beginning to set outside. Ooh!
2: Are right, are you um okay, uh, sir? I just just got a feeling that something was terribly wrong. Are it, we it, under attack? Is there are there demons at the gate? Are they uh, do I need do I need to close the library? Do I need to close the archives? No, no, uh, Ar- Ar- archivist Joshua, thank you, but um, I'm sure it's nothing. Hmm have you ever have you ever had a connection with someone that you felt was so strong you kind of felt signals from them that they didn't know they were sending? He
0: starts to get very flushed in the face. Um he, he, uh, Yes, I am familiar, general.
2: I feel like I get those from Mock sometimes. Uh, um, I'm I'm sure the two of you certainly um,
0: spend a, a lot of time together. I imagine you are very close.
2: Thank you. Um, we, we are. We've, we've gone through a lot, um, thick and thin. He's always been by my side. Um, but um, I, I think this is all that I'll have the time to do today. Uh, Archivist Joshua... Thank you for, um, <clears throat> as he, as Solomon looks up, thank you for your help. He perks up a little bit again.
0: Oh, um, I'm glad I could help. Um, what are you doing after? The, I mean, are you... Um, I, I imagine you're uh, going to meet and converse with General
1: Moksha. Uh,
2: that was my plan. Um, and there's something else that I need to do. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I do not, uh, mean to impose
0: at all. I apologize. Let me gather up some of these things. Um, just, uh, just a moment, sir. And then I can lead you, uh, back out and close up for the evening.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm sure I can find my way. Joshua, you showed me the way earlier. Remember? Oh, his shoulders droop a little bit. Um, Yes, I, I, I do. Solomon stands there for a moment. Uh, thank you. And he turns towards the door, uh, and then he catches himself. See you tomorrow. His, uh, he stands up a bit straighter and he leans, uh, out the door a little bit after you. Um, I'll, uh, I'll be waiting. Solomon nods and continues on his way i don't i think it's a few hours later that he kicks himself for that
0: oh damn well he's better than all three of us <laughs> <laughs> coming yeah, back so after be years a, that'd be a few years <clears throat> for me You're like
1: yeah so there's this funny story of this one interaction that
2: hmm uh, damn it <laughs>
0: yeah way too many of those
2: uh, but Solomon is going to go and uh, find Mock.
0: How is it that you go looking for Mock, Sully?
1: Yeah, am I back in the trading guards by now? Am I in the act of imbibing?
0: Which one? Currently, you are in the act. We're not in your scene at the moment, but you are currently <laughs> in the midst of it. We'll say into round two of three. Mm-hmm. You
2: you said it's it's getting later, right? It's approaching this, evening. Yeah, the sun is beginning to set. Right. Um, hmm. I'd, I'd probably ask Rax as I'm leaving the archive. Uh, just over my shoulder, I'll say, uh, "Did you? Did you get that same feeling, Rax?" Not <laughs> oh, really. Just felt like someone was stepping on my grave. I hope they're all right. Wait. Hold on. I feel like I've missed a lot here. When did you die? Uh, no, not yet um not yet hopefully not for a while but i got like a i don't know like a shiver down my spine are you implying that somebody has preemptively dug your grave and
3: walked all over it because that sounds like a person we need to find and um i don't know and
2: i agree that that is something we'd want to do if someone is trying to harm us um because that means they're going to harm the city and we need to stop that so i agree good plan Let's check out the training yard first.
3: Fair enough. You
2: uh, you
3: think that person's there?
2: Wait D- digging my mic- are you looking for mock? No, you go first. All right? It's no I, no, I am I'm looking for mock. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Um I, guess, I mean that's where you left him. Seems like a good place to start. Or something I don't know, you're the one with the
2: legs. For now,
3: well you got some sort of plan?
2: Uh, Solomon shrugs. No, I'm, but I mean you've surprised me before. I
3: mean you dropped me into that demon before. That was pretty cool. But you
2: did have I, a, you did have most of a body then.
3: I couldn't operate him like Gurren Logon style or
2: anything. What is Gurren, what is Gurren Logon? Great show. Hopefully he'll see it one day.
1: <laughs> is Rack uh, just canonically from our reality? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing uh
2: no Solomon will walk to the training yard though um
0: you get to the training yard and as you do so you pass by the uh roaring brigade as they are uh putting away their training equipment for the evening and uh you see that uh sort of standing out from the others her back is turned to you but Directly in your path is Sergeant
2: Stryker. She seems to be gathering up some sort of uh, implements that are sitting on the ground. Solomon will sigh again and then approach the sergeant.
0: Uh, sergeant Stryker. You see her momentarily pause as she's bent over picking things up. Um, as if she's uh, composing herself. And then she stands up. Um, yes. Uh, General Ortega.
2: Um How are you this evening? I am well, uh, currently in search of my uh, recruits who seem to have wandered off. Solomon looks around the field. Um, But I also wanted to just take a moment and congratulate you. Um, The Roaring Brigade has never stood as proud as they do now. Your work is appreciated. I'm just trying to bring it to a
0: shadow of its former self. But I thank you for your sentiment, General. Um, As for your uh, recruits that you seem to have misplaced, um, they did not wander off so much as uh, they were led off by a certain Pied
2: Piper. I assume you mean mock. I do mean Yes, okay, uh, did you see where they went?
0: And uh she points uh towards uh, the sort of recreational part of town.
2: Did they go to Shichildheimken? I believe I heard the general make some sort of mention. They went to Shichildheimken. uh, all right, well, Sergeant Stryker, thank you. And also, um, I will see you when we meet with the Queen next to plan for the city's defenses. Yes, you will. I look forward to it. Solomon nods and turns to head off. Are you heading towards Shieldheimekin? Yeah, he is. (laughs) What is Mach thinking?
0: So now we will cut over to Mach. Mach, you are... uh Quickly losing control of the situation um, as uh, these kids have been out in the sun for a long time. It's been a while. You pulled them out uh, before they got dinner. So it's been a while since their lunch, largely empty stomachs. Uh, that first ale went down nice and smooth, and that second kind of smacked them a little bit. And you've got a few that are swaying, some are trying to uh, start up songs. You've got Percy trying to talk to some girl in the corner claiming about how he's this uh, newfangled uh, soldier rising in the ranks. You are currently surveying all this, taking it all
1: in. How do you wrangle these cats? As I'm seeing this unfold, I start playing with my ear and I yell out. All right, everyone. Five minute warning. And then we're going back to the training hall. And you hear
0: uh, one or two go, oh, but they uh, seem to uh, take note. Um, but unfortunately, that means most of them are trying to finish whatever they have um, before, uh, before you go. Um, you uh, see uh, Percy this time over at the bar asking if he can get, quote unquote, one for the road. Um, at which point the, uh, uh, the bartender turns and, and looks at you, um, and like kind of shrugs as they're starting to raise a, a mug to begin filling it again. Mark just shrugs and the bartender fills it up and passes it to Percy. And then, uh, those five minutes are up and, um, out of the group of a few of a couple dozen, um, You have uh, about five or six that are staggering pretty hard. One of them can't seem to stand up straight. Um, The rest just seem very relaxed. Uh, As you, uh, I guess, begin, are you gathering them up to lead them out of the training hall now? Yep. And you all uh, gather up at the doors and mock your hands, grasp the handles, just as Sully's grasps the handle from the outside and the doors swing out to meet sully and his arms are thrown wide and sully you are met with the constant smirk of mock moksha and his entourage of uh, buzzed new recruits hello
1: sully come to join us we were just leaving actually no this is good we're at a tavern. It's been forever since I've heard you play. It might boost the morale.
2: I think morale has been boosted. Hey, uh, you're
3: pretty tense right now, bud. I can feel your heartbeat hammering. He's up a little.
1: I would seem to agree, and I give a hurrah motion to the troops.
2: Hurrah
1: So are you gonna sit here alone? Going to walk back with us? I I could join you after the training I had in mind, but I'm always welcome to have you sit in the stands if you'd like. Sir, it's fine. We've been doing everything that he said. Just
0: following the chain of commands and
2: not dying. Sir, we've been doing a lot of not dying. I'm sure you have, Percy. Uh, Mariah, can you please get Percy a bucket? It looks like he's going to blow some chunks. Dom and Jess, can you please leave your groups to the mess hall for dinner and get some food in yourselves? I will expect to see you on the field after dark tonight to make up for the training that you have missed. That is all. And Solomon steps aside. Yes, sir.
0: And you see them uh, stumble out, arms around each other. And the two of you are left standing in the now oppressively
2: quiet doorway of the shield Heimekin. It's
1: a little early for dinner, don't you think?
2: I would have said after the first time you did this mock, that it was a fluke. I would have said after the second time, that it was a mistake. I would have said after the third time, mock mocksha, that it was a compulsion. But four times,
1: four times, I say this in a low whisper to not be overheard. Look, Sully, I know you don't have the best history with taverns and loosening inhibitions that go along with the taverns, if you remember the scenario, but there's something to be found in wanting to live more than just not wanting to die. I mean, these are the nights they want to come home to, and not only that, but... I mean, you're stronger than me. We, we all know that. If you challenge me to an arm wrestling competition, I'll lose nine times out of ten, except for the one time I cheat. But but the army places such a burden on one way of fighting. So if you keep trying to whip them in the shape when they don't respond to it, then you're not going to utilize them to their best potential. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised after dinner.
2: Mock, I appreciate what you do. I want to make that clear before what I say next, which is, can you stop doing that? I am creating a very careful environment for these recruits. Their, Their lives are so precious and the distance between them and death is so thin. My job is to get them ready so that they can have nights like you've given them today later. And if they don't get the training that they need now in two days when the army comes back and they're on that wall, I just want to see them all on the field in three days. I want to have that honor. I know that you like to unwind You like to bring down the tension. You help people feel comfortable. You helped me feel comfortable for so long. You got me through so much. And every day, I thank you for that. I appreciate you. I do. But these recruits have me. Now I am sheltering them. You don't need to do that for them. Find someone else.
1: I'll shake my head in disagreement to Sully. I don't know if there's... Much honor in instilling the fear of death in these recruits. As you mentioned, I helped you, and you've said it yourself. You see yourself in them, so why would it not stand a reason that this would give them the strength to go on? Sully, I've been worried about you. I know you might take to heart the situation that unfolded shortly after our arrival here. I just want to hear you play again. And I'm just trying to give them the stage for them to find inspiration for they themselves to play. And if you keep taking away their instruments, I'm scared that music will never come back for anyone.
2: I think hearing that, Mach, you see, you see a glimpse of shame in Sully's eyes. And he shakes his head and and quickly turns and leaves the bar.
1: It's all about rolling dice, baby!